Welcome to Alec Across the States. I'm your host, Dan Reynolds. Today we have a great conversation for you to discuss a brand new curriculum on civil rights and the history of MLK. Joining me to discuss this topic first from Alec, the Vice President for Policy Advancement, Sherry Street. Thank you so much for zooming into the podcast today, Sherry. Thank you, Dan. And uh, let me welcome Alec member, State Representative Dan Parker from Texas, Dr. Matthew Daniels, and Anthony Jones, Assistant Provost and Assistant Vice President of Enrollment at Howard University. Welcome, gentlemen. We're so happy um, that you're here with us today, and we're very excited about this program and looking forward to your sharing the details with our members. Well, thank you, Sherry. Yes, yes. So um, can you first tell us all how you got together, maybe Matt and Anthony, and how this program all came about? It's um, based on the nonviolent philosophy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and it sounds pretty timely to me. Yeah, Sherry, i start, and then I'll pass the ball to AJ. Um, the vision of this course was to try to take a generation raised on digital media and encourage them to harness the power of digital tools to promote Dr. King's principles at home and abroad in a way that could be a great blessing to our country and to the world. I started out by reaching out to Andrew Young, an endorser of our educational efforts, and doing a series of exclusive interviews with him. Later in the podcast, I'll share a clip of one of those interviews, and began working intensely with uh, Governor Bill Lee and his wife Maria, an educator, on creating a curriculum that would simply teach Dr. King to a generation and encourage them to use the tools of the digital age to promote his nonviolent social justice principles uh, in our age. The pilot uh, has been done in several jurisdictions in Tennessee with great success. It's an elective course for both high school and elementary school students. It's actually best taught online, so it's done quite well in the era of COVID. And we'll be going to other states like Texas, thanks to TAN's support and help, as well as Arkansas, South Carolina, and a number of other jurisdictions. I'm proud to say that this fall we'll be in Little Rock Central High School in Arkansas, the national flashpoint in the debate over school desegregation uh, in an earlier era. And the goal of the course is very simple. We would like to see 10,000 Dr. Kings white, brown, black, and yellow, carrying the torch of his principles into the future and using tools of digital media to do that. AJ, you want to talk about our history? Certainly, Matt. Uh, It was introduced to me, this uh, project was thought by friends, mutual friends that Matt and I share because of the interest that I have had for a number of years and displayed to those individuals of really driving this idea of civic engagement within our young people and across our nation. Uh, I can tell you that as a a higher education professional uh, who is responsible for ensuring that the young people that I admit to this institution, which has a very low admissions rate, we're very selective, that they have the right kind of background and skills to be the leaders that we anticipate they will be once they graduate and have been concerned for some time of the number of students who come to us without a true understanding of what civic responsibility and civic engagement is all about. And I know that it has a great deal to do uh, with the lack of civil coursework that is being taught in American 
schools today. And so when I was introduced to the work Dr. Daniels has been doing, it fascinated me and I wanted to support it in whatever way that I could and uh, continue to look for innovative ways to do so. Well, it seems like you found that way. Um, So Representative Parker, as a state lawmaker, tell me why you found this program appealing. Well, Sherry, first of all, I want to thank you for hosting us and putting this together. Look, as as you heard from Dr. Daniels and you, you heard from Anthony, this is so timely. I think it is interesting to point out that while we are having these conversations here now in August, Dr. Daniels started this vision uh, not in 2020, but started it really a couple of years ago. And so it's uh, even more timely now. But I just think that if we're going to continue to be the very best nation that we can be, that we've got to find ways that we can address these challenges. And we've got to do so on a, on a peaceful basis. We've got to have real discourse. We have to have young people that understand the importance of serving their community, the importance of giving back. One of the things I talk to young people all the time about is no matter what they do professionally, be it a doctor, a lawyer, a business person, whatever it may be, that they give back. They need to serve one another. And so in my assessment, that the opportunity here to teach people, really to reteach something that we've taught historically, these timeless principles of Dr. King, I think can make a huge difference in the way that our country is able to deal with the challenges that we're currently grappling with. And so it's incumbent upon me as a lawmaker in Texas to provide this kind of opportunity to our students here in our school system. And I hope that my fellow colleagues uh, and Alec and fellow colleagues in the legislatures uh, across the country will follow suit. Well, that's great. And I have a feeling that they would be interested. There's been a growing interest in our education um, and workforce development task force around civics writ large. So I think this fits right in. So there you'll probably generate quite a bit of interest. And I think it's interesting that you were able to engage living uh, civil rights icons like Ambassador Andrew Young. I believe we have a clip. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I think it would be uh, timely to show this short one-minute excerpt from the uh, interview that Andrew Young did for this curriculum. It's featured in the course. We were able to desegregate the South that had been segregated for through slavery for almost 400 years. And we didn't kill anybody. And a few of us were killed, Uh, but we didn't destroy any property. We made sure that nonviolence was the way that we could help America grow in grace and in the purity of its own vision. I would say uh, what you heard Andrew Young express is a sentiment that ought to be familiar to every American young person. In the decades since he was martyred for the cause of justice and equality, decades of social science research have confirmed Dr. King's instinct that nonviolent social change is far more effective in bringing about a just society than violence. Dr. King spoke extensively of how you cannot conquer hate with hate. You cannot conquer violence with violence. And now we have major studies by institutions like Harvard, which have validated that instinct. I think teaching these principles of Dr. King to young people be a foundational part of their education as citizens, and we'll have a much better society and a much better future as a result. 
I agree. AJ, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, you know, when you think about the skill set that will be necessary for us to be effective in the 21st century, both effective as individuals as well as effective as a nation uh, and competitive on the world scene, you know, ideas such as innovation, creativity, uh, the ability to do teamwork, those kinds of things begin to resonate quite high. We are set in a number of ways from an educational standpoint to deliver on those particular skills. But what is missing at the core is the idea of social value, human value. And so what I'm arguing is that what Dr. King brought to the table to add to what was cutting edge in skills of his day was this idea of valuing our humanness to remind all of us that at the end of the day, none of this works unless we have great respect and honor for one another. And it is under that guise that we can then begin to do all of the other things that we aspire to do as a nation or as individuals. Let me just very quickly contrast what I mean here. When you look at ISIS, one of the most horrid groups that exist today, when you compare what their actions have been, it is uncomparable across other groups as to how they stand out in the way that they operate. But if you begin to pull back the onion and view their skill, they've got 21st century skill. They're innovative. They are creative. They're using online measures to be able to recruit. So one could clearly argue that this group has the organization that would to be taught for the 21st century. But what is missing at its core is obviously the value of human life, the devaluing of who we are as beings and our right to exist. So we in America have a responsibility. If we will continue to be who we are, and that's the shining light on the hill, to ensure that our young people are growing and evolving exponentially in their appreciation for that social value, those human skills, as we look to put on these other 21st skills to make them competitive in the workplace and beyond. Well, I agree with you. That is so important. So on that note, tell us a little bit about your curriculum and the goals and um, how you engage students on these philosophies. Well, there's two versions. There's a high school version and an elementary school version. They're both critical thinking courses. They focus very much on emotional and social learning, engagement of students in discussion and in activities that really have their passion and sense of calling in the area of justice. Uh, I'm fundamentally opposed to teaching uh, Dr. King's principles as dead history. I think they should be taught as a living reality. I want to see young people become torchbearers for those principles. And so a central project of the course, we ask young people to dream on paper about how they could take the tools of the age and be change agents um, in our time for these uh, timeless values that are essential to the civilized order. As AJ pointed out, the history of the world is examples of movements like ISIS that have jettisoned these ideals, and it leads to barbarism and darkness. 
I'd rather shine a light than curse the darkness. And that's why we launched this educational initiative. That's awesome. Well, I, I think, look, no one can do a better job of, of speaking to these things, Sherry, obviously, than what you've heard from Anthony and, and Dr. Daniels. I mean, uh, such incredible uh, visionaries uh, in this regard. But, you know, for me, just as Anthony commented a moment ago, it's about addressing the need for civility in our civilization. At the end of the day, if the 21st century is to become all that we hope and pray it can be, as great as the 20th century was for America, then it's up to us to be able to bring people together. And that civility, which is this key ingredient, can only be taught if it's passed down. It isn't something that we are born with an understanding of innately. We have to teach it. We have to reteach these incredible, timeless principles of Dr. King with regard to the importance of nonviolent protest and being able to disagree uh, with one another in a respectful manner and to be able to continue to proceed whatever our particular focus or path in life might be. And so our young people have to understand that fundamentally. We can no longer get into such polarized environment to where violence is what is uh, being utilized as an expression or way of communication. And so that's why I'm so proud of this incredible curriculum and so excited about the privilege and opportunity to roll it out to the people of Texas, our children in Texas, and, and hopefully my fellow colleagues, like I said earlier, will embrace it across the nation. That's so true. Thank you. I, uh, we appreciate you introducing us to this program as well. We're happy to share it with our members. My privilege. So you mentioned that the program is, uh, has been rolled out in a couple of states. Um, what's been the, the reaction and feedback from teachers and students alike? Well, um, the reaction to the pilot has been overwhelmingly positive. It's been taught both in a traditional classroom setting and because of COVID online. The only negative feedback that we've received is from one of the pilots in Tennessee, where one of the instructors said that the students were getting so deeply engrossed in the discussions that they had difficulty staying on schedule with the materials. And I regard that as a good problem. <laughs> I do <too. laughs> Absolutely. That's my mark. I praise. <laughs> That's great. Can I just add that when Dr. Daniels and I have been fortunate to have a, a few conversations with educators uh, together. And, uh, and I can tell you that they enter into this conversation looking for solutions. It's one thing to have a conversation with a curriculum, have a curriculum conversation uh, with an educator about the nuts and bolts, but it's a totally different conversation when they can see that at the end of the day, what you're offering them is a solution to a problem that they're facing. And uh, as Representative Parker pointed out, because within our society, uh, we have so much, you know, uncivil discourse that's going on, uncivilized discourse, it's bleeding into the school systems. And so these school administrators are looking for tools to be able to dispel this. Uh, I won't give it away, but we, we had an outreach to one of the largest school districts in the nation uh, that rests in a city that right now is front and center on our news channels in terms of this, this, this violence and, and outreach. And let me tell you, uh, we got quick response from that city and from their school district to have this conversation. So we're excited that not only is this a solid educational tool, uh, but it is also very much a solution for what we're seeing out there 
uh, in our society. Any chance that was a Midwestern city? <laughs> it won't be. I'm from the, <laughs> well, let me just say that I moved uh, to Northern Virginia from Chicago. So just let me put it out there like that. Um, and I have connections there, so call me. <laughs> um, that's great. So how exactly do you market the program? I mean, how do you get the doors to open? You know, Sherry, it's really been a function of finding a handful of folks in every state who get it. In some cases, it's people in the governor's office or the DOE. And in the case of Texas, it's uh, leaders like Tan Parker or community leaders or educators, someone with a passion who then steps up and opens the doors. I am really blessed by the wonderful men and women who have rallied around the message of this uh, movement because I think it calls out the best feel that in many ways, Dr. King's principles embody the very best of America. And, and so when you try to share those principles through the educational system, you find yourself in collaboration with people whose hearts are really committed to the best traditions of this country. So for our listeners of this program, if they were interested, like Representative Parker, in introducing this program in their states, what steps should they take? Well, we would love to be in conversation with them. They can reach me by email. I'm sure you can put it on your website. My email is md at goodofall.org. So just email me at mdgoodofall.org. And if you're interested, uh, I would love to talk with you, uh, states, but that's just the beginning and we need more help. That's great. Was there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about the program? We've covered quite a bit right now, today. I want to just point out that I know that as lawmakers, I would imagine that as lawmakers are thinking about supporting something like this and thinking about taking it to those officials within their state who would be considering this. Questions like um, implementation time, for example, might become important. We just want every person listening to this podcast to know that there has been a great deal of thought that has been put into uh, the administrative side of this initiative and this process to make it as user-friendly as possible. So there's not a great deal of heavy lifting here. It's not complicated to get this going in your area. Uh, And that's another thing that impressed me uh, when uh, Dr. Daniels introduced this idea. So I just want to want to encourage folk that we're not asking you to take on a heavy load here. Uh, We really are trying to make this as uh, applicable as we can in as many places as we can. Look, I couldn't agree more with what Anthony said. I mean, when I started my conversation with Dr. Daniels, I was so impressed with the ease of the curriculum, how quickly it can be implemented. Obviously, from a legislative perspective, every state has a different structure, uh, whether or not you're centralized or decentralized in terms of the way that curriculum flows, if you will, through your state education agency. Uh, But, you know, Dr. Daniels is an expert to be able to help you with those items. And, of course, you're an expert in your individual states to be able to navigate uh, what needs to be done to get uh, this program in place. But I I just couldn't be more excited about what it will mean for our school kids here in Texas uh, and across the country. Uh, I think that, you know, our nation is hurting and this couldn't be more timely for our children to learn these principles once again 
as their parents or perhaps their grandparents learned these principles. It's, a, it's timely and timeless. And so just excited about the vision. And certainly, if there's any member in the ALEC world that would like to visit with me about my experiences and uh, how I could be assistance to them in other states beyond what we'll do here in Texas this year, uh, my, my door is always open. That's awesome. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I appreciate your time and the good work that you're doing. I couldn't, I agree with uh, Representative uh, Parker that it is clearly timely and uh, so glad that you are fighting the good fight here. So appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sherry. God bless everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Across the States, the leading state-focused policy podcast presented by the American Legislative Exchange Council, the premier free market organization of and for legislators. To learn more about our work or to make a tax-deductible donation, visit alec.org. Tell us what you think on Facebook and Twitter at Alec States. The views and opinions expressed on Across the States are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the American Legislative Exchange Council.